Hello there. Hello, Billy. How are you doing? All right so far, by yourself. Oh, not so bad. Nice. Anything like super cool going on or just regular everyday activities? Pretty much some regular everyday activities. I do have some fun uh, fun things to talk about uh, a little later in the show, but uh, I think we should do the intro. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, here we go. Bowling at Billy's Spacewalk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that you get more and more enthused every time we do it. Yep. I'm going to be in physical pain by episode 100. I just know it. <laughs> uh, what episode are we on by now, Billy? I think it's like 52 or something. Oh man, this is only 52. I thought we were on 54. Uh, it could be. I, I, I lose count after. I, I don't know what number comes after 50, so I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> uh, I agree. I totally know what you're talking about. Me too. <laughs> um, so, Billy. Wilfred. Summers before. <laughs> yes. Um. I heard you had some exciting things you wanted to talk about. Yes. So, this may not be super entertaining if you're if the listeners aren't into this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because uh, uh, the listeners can't control what we talk about. I mean, unless they wanted to tell us stuff that we could be doing as topics, which by all means, let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about. I don't think we've actually said that before. I don't know. If you also want to Venmo us, I uh, can email Billy, and we would be happy to give you our Venmos. Yeah, I don't. I, I have the application, but I don't actually have it uh, set up yet. So it, you, you can just email uh, Venmo Ben. I, I don't really care about the money. Well, I do actually. I'll go get set it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't know if any listeners know of this, but uh, Ben, you aren't very familiar with the uh, Resident Evil game series, correct? Not super familiar. That is correct, sir. Okay, well, uh, there's some cool stuff going on about that in the next, like, couple months, so I wanted to talk about that. Basically, Resident Evil is, uh, well, it's like a multimedia, like, franchise, but the most common thing are the games. There's the main series, Resident Evil 0 through 7 as of now, but there's also Resident Evil 8 coming out, I think, May 7th. And then there's, like, other games that are canon, but not necessarily uh, part of the main story, like uh, Resident Evil Revelations and Revelations 2. And there's other games like Resident Evil Gaiden or, I think, Dead Aim that are not part of the main story at all and not, like, not even just a very minor point in it, but, like, not part of the main canon at all and there are also other things like uh these like comic books and then there's also uh some 3d cgi animated films there are the live (laughs) action was something funny about that uh i just was thinking about 3d cgi animation oh what a good coincidence then that wasn't wasn't planned at all (laughs) (laughs) No, you just said it, and it triggered some, like, old movie animation that I giggled at. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could oblige, I think. 
but anyway, there's also those, and then the live-action movies, which are, uh... Anyway, uh, the games I've been playing. <laughs> yeah, the movies are not, like, high enough quality for me to really want to mention them a lot. I, I-, I plan on talking about them in an episode, but it's gonna take too long for just one, so... Oh, we need to do it separately. But uh, just about the games, my goal for it is to, uh, before the May 7th game comes out, I want to like try to play as many of the games to completion that I can, like some even more so than I have in the past. Uh, for example, Resident Evil 2 on the PlayStation 1, I didn't bother as much with the uh, second scenarios because in that game there were two discs, one for the Leon character and one for Claire, the character. Depending on when you put the discs in, you could trigger two different scenarios where uh, you play through a certain set of, uh, of events and then you switch discs and put in the other character and then did their own thing there but it changed depending on which disc you put in at what point. And I hadn't really experimented with that before until uh, just a few days ago where I finished two of the scenarios on the PlayStation Vita because it's portable. So I figured it was the easiest to move around because I don't feel like moving a PlayStation 3 around because I have it downloaded on there too. But that's, that's way less portable. And plus, if I did, I couldn't use the controller and play the game, so it'd be really not very effective. But I've been doing that. I was trying to play the Resident Evil remake, but uh, uh, it kind of crashed earlier, so um, that didn't go entirely well. I see that you're messaging me right now. Um, I I can't read that while I'm talking. What what do you need to What do you need to say to me? Oh, I was trying to I was trying to tell you that. For whatever reason, we just are not having a very good connection tonight. Ah. Hey, could you still hear me at all? I could not hear you for the past probably minute or two. Well then, I'm going to have to uh, fix that. Basically, I've been playing Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 1 Remake. That's the main gist of it. Awesome. It actually sounded really interesting because you were talking about... Um, last I heard, you were talking about how you could put in two discs... And it would um, trigger different events based upon when you put the discs in. Yeah, it, it, admittedly, like the stories themselves are very similar. It's just that you go into a couple different areas that you wouldn't have otherwise. And it's just stuff like that that you don't really see so much anymore, except for the remake of Resident Evil 2 that was released like two years ago, which actually does have that kind of thing, except it's just on one disc. So. It doesn't really have the same like physical effect, but the same idea is there. But yeah, it is actually a really cool concept. Um, but the thing was, uh, the more I was thinking of that, the more I was thinking about the Resident Evil 3 remake. And uh, because that's been the most recent game to have come out in the series. Uh, I don't think there's been any other like re-releases that I'm aware of at all. But Basically, Resident Evil 3, It initially, when I first started the series, like, five, six years ago, it was one of my favorites in the series, and now it's not so much anymore, but it's been... It was been, like, remade, but not exactly in the, in the way that you might think it would be. So, obviously you haven't played the games, but here's what happens.
Um, but before I go into the Resident Evil 3 remake, I need to like put in some context before. So the Resident Evil 1 remake uh, is like one of my favorite games ever. It was the first game, except it was a lot better in the fact that it kept like almost everything in the main design of, well, the residents. And then, but it, it wasn't... It was a lot better in the fact that in the original game, like there, despite the fact that the mansion was supposedly abandoned for like several months or years or something like that, everything had like all their lights on and it was really bright and there were like hardly any bathrooms and it's kind of like an issue of how like people lived there in such a way. Um, but it was like a really fun game that added in a lot of cool stuff. But uh, then the Resident Evil 2 remake happened uh, like two years ago and it kept like most of the things of the original or at least the really important stuff it kept all those and uh, it, although it changed perspective a little bit where the camera followed you instead of being stationary in each room it was still really fun in that it uh, it improved a lot more on the general game design and moved things around and added new areas that weren't in the original game it was just a really like fun time overall the resident evil 3 remake is kind of weird in that it keeps some of the original things but it doesn't really like add as much like unique things so here's what i mean the main character like antagonist of the game is a character called nemesis and it's basically a tyrant character who is like eight feet tall and it it can only say one thing. It just says like star. <clears throat> it just says like stars in this like deep, uh, like monstrous way because it's hunting down like members uh, of the stars group. And uh, one of the the character that you play as is a member of the stars group. So obviously, it's hunting you well, down specifically. Yeah, that's inconvenient. Yeah. Um, in the, like, within the first, like, 30 minutes, there's another character who's also part of the stars group, but he gets, like, impaled by a tentacle that he, like, creates through his hand. So, obviously, he's pretty threatening, and uh, you, you uh, have this, like, sense of, oh, no, I have to avoid this guy as much as I possibly can. And it's really cool how he just shows up, like, in almost... Uh, random points like technically it isn't really random because there are like scripted moments where he does appear but there are also moments where he can appear but doesn't necessarily he's not required to appear so you don't know if you're going to run into him or not uh, but the thing is in the remake is that he's for the most part scripted and if you take the same route every single time in the game you run into him at the exact same points and it because you expect him all the time it, it doesn't have the same like scariness because if you're expecting it that takes away a lot of the like scariness of it and that's what the game is trying to be but it doesn't really have that same like feeling the the fact is he's also not very uh despite his like very tall and muscular look he's not very sturdy you can throw like one hand grenade and stern stun him for like 30 seconds and he just can't catch up to you in most instances and it's hard to understand this without actually playing the game like i've played it enough so i have all the trophies and everything in it so i've played it like pretty much as much as i've 
can without unlocking anything else in the game. And it's just not the same feeling. Uh, in addition, there are some really weird story moments that don't make any sense. Uh, the Nemesis is a part of a tyrant that is specifically programmed to like search for the star's members. And despite this, he never actually succeeds in killing anybody from the star's group. Whereas in the original, he successfully did in the beginning of the game. And even in the Resident Evil Apocalypse, the movie that I still don't really like, even then, like for the first like two thirds, he is successful in killing other stars members, just like not the main one that you're like following through most of the movie, but he's at least successful enough at that to partially do what he was programmed to do. But the thing is, he doesn't actually do that in the game. He has three separate opportunities, though, to do it, and he just doesn't, which is really confusing. Um, the first one is where he's... Um, where the character here you're playing as, Jill, is like coming out of a sewer, I think it is, through a ladder, and there's a manhole or something. And when she climbs up the ladder, he grabs her by the head, and there's no way you can escape this, this is a scripted sequence. He grabs her by the head, and instead of like crushing her with his hand, which he physically can do just fine because he like breaks walls with his arm with absolutely no effort, he just throws her aside and he pulls out a flamethrower, which although it does like him using a flamethrower, especially in the boss fight that comes after, it does look really cool, but it doesn't actually make sense in the game because he doesn't like need to do that if he literally has her by the head and she cannot escape from him that just doesn't make any sense and it really takes you out of the moment because it's just not real like i was about to say realistic i realize i'm complaining about that in a game that has like a zombie apocalypse where this eight foot guy with a flamethrower and a rocket launcher is <laughs> running after you i realize it's not the most like true to reality game but really, still if it's the end of days who, who's to say that isn't real? Yeah, yeah, understandable. NBA, NBA player turned star hunter. <laughs> yeah, but maybe I'm wrong. If there ever is a zombie apocalypse and like some like eight foot NBA player has a rocket launcher trying to like kill me, then it, I'm not gonna live much longer if that's happening. But I'll at least know that Resident Evil Three was a lot closer to reality than I thought it would be. Um. The second time happens is after you're done with a specific boss fight, he uses his tentacle, and although he doesn't like kill you like he did like in the first game with that other character, he poisons uh, Jill. And what happens is, although she is like behind a gate where he apparently can't break through for some reason, what happens is he poisons her, and then she's unconscious for about 12 hours. And the thing is, even though he's injured in the fight and can't go and, like, kill her at that specific moment, he's able to just go, like, there is another section, like, she's under this arch, and one section is gated off, the other section is just, like, completely free, so he has, like, 12 hours to kill her, he has to, like, jump, like, across like the building which he physically can do in his current state and it would take him maybe 10 seconds of time and he just doesn't do it and that makes like not necessarily less sense than the first part but it still just doesn't make any sense as to why he doesn't do exactly what he's programmed to do and i think like the funniest one that i saw was 
later through the game, you're trying to take care of this other um, member who is like trying to help you. Uh, his name is Tyrell. And what happens is he, you're like trying to hold on to him, make sure he doesn't like fall down. And the nemesis like is behind them both, but they don't know that he's behind them. So he has like the best opportunity he's had, well, besides the first two that he could have killed her, which he didn't. He has the best opportunity to kill her, and he uses his tentacle, and they're just walking slowly. They're not, like, in a hurry or running away or aiming weapons at him or anything. They, he just, he uses his tentacle and stabs the Tyrell, and not Jill, despite the fact that he is not a member of Star, so he shouldn't need to, like, kill her. If it were the original game, or even the movie, what he would do is he would, like, use his tentacle to kill her, but then just leave him alone because he has no reason to kill him. But he just doesn't take the opportunity to do it. It just doesn't make any sense, and I don't get why it does that. It, it just... Th there is a, like, an... Um, like, I understand that the game has to continue, and, uh... Like, there has to be reasons for you to, like, go wherever you go in the game. But it's just things like that that make it a lot less enjoyable. Because if the main threat of the game uh, is just not good anymore, then it doesn't, it, it doesn't make it so it's a better remake. It makes it, like, the Nemesis character as just a plot point to get you to different places instead mm. of the main threat of the game. I don't know. It's just things like... Yeah stuff like uh the fact that there's certain areas like the like ending uh like area where there's this rail that's uh connected to this electrical section that you use to finally weaken him there's a clock tower where you have to go through and you have to like ring a bell to get a uh helicopter to come and get you and all that is just completely gone and it's replaced with another laboratory, which although that in itself isn't bad, like six of the previous eight games, like through zero to seven, I know zero, one, two, four, five, um, six, I think. Six and seven, I don't think they do, but like five or six of the previous games have laboratories at the very end, and it just gets too similar. And it, it doesn't stand out as a remake because they're not remaking it. It's more like they're just using the original game as a basis to make their own game, but still calling it Resident Evil 3 again, and it's just... I have a lot of, like, good hopes for the Resident Evil 8 game. Oh, okay, it's technically called the Resident Evil Village, but it has, like, the V-I-I-I, -I -I, like, Roman numerals, like, within the right. three so of the village. Yeah, but, like, most people are just calling it Resident Evil 8 instead of Resident Evil Village, which I understand. But... Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna say, I looked up, I, I was looking at it, and I saw that there was, like, a Resident Evil 8 now, and so I was a bit confused so that's interesting it is yeah it's a it's a first person game like resident evil 7 but uh, uh resident evil 7 despite it being like a first person and i'm not like quite into those kind of horror games it was still actually pretty fun i just haven't played it that much in a while i do plan on finishing that game again before resident evil 8 comes out because it's the closest in gameplay to the uh like comparatively, because all the other ones are like third-person games, whether fixed camera or over-the-person 
over the uh, shoulder cameras, starting with Resident Evil 4, it's uh, it's the closest to it. So uh, I realize I spent like uh, 10, 15 minutes just complaining about Resident Evil 3 remake. Uh, and like, the thing is, like, I'm not even that much of a fan of Resident Evil 3, the PlayStation 1 game, since I haven't beaten it, like, on the regular difficulty, like, at all. And I just played it on the easier difficulty, like, five or six years ago. And even still, I like it a lot more than the remake. So, I, I mean, I... I don't think it's a bad game. It's just not like as good as I thought it would be. But I do think Resident Evil 8 will be pretty good. Maybe we'll probably make another podcast, like I'm sure in May, and then hopefully I've finished it by like the end of May. But I don't know. Yeah, that would be that'd be awesome, Billy. It is. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm influencing anyone else to uh, get any of the Resident Evil games. So I've just been complaining about one for the majority of the episode so far. <laughs> basically um get most of them resident evil zero the pretty much all of them except the resident evil 3 remake are at least pretty good in their own way so maybe not that one or some of the spin-offs but the revelations games are pretty good i can't speak about the outbreak games or uh, survivor or other ones like that but you know they're, they're pretty good just don't watch the movies please they're uh <laughs> they're, they're, they're not they're not high quality, and it, we we're going to spend about twice as much time if I wanted to talk about those, and I don't want to bore the audience very much. Like, a little boring is okay, but not too much boring. <laughs> uh, uh, Billy, thanks for sharing. Oh, um, you're welcome. I was, I was really happy to hear about that. Um, I do... I have some fun stuff about uh, the book club. Uh, me too. Uh, oh, well then perfect. Let's are you ready to move to the book club section? Absolutely, yeah. Boom. All right. Here we go. Book club. Book club. Yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um for me, I've just been really listening a lot to my audiobook, The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson and man is it good I am addicted you could ask Cameron he will attest Cameron's been on a couple times but I am uh, living with him in well in his house that he's living in right now (laughs) Uh, so yeah he can attest though we work together live together and he's like man you're listening to that audiobook still huh I'm like yep uh, it's really entertaining because it's four to five hours in total. And so I've been really sucked into this world. And it's been very appealing to, I guess, imagine uh, imagine this whole world in front of me. But it's like real to me because it's in my mind. But it's... <laughs> Clearly, it's not real, but, like, it's there, and it's, like, ah, it's so cool. Is there also uh, an NBA player who's hunting down Stars members with a rocket launcher, or is it that not there? Unfortunately, I haven't seen that yet. But, okay. Huh, I'm hoping maybe in the sequel. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> and they just commit copyright infringement by taking their character. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, no, it is a really good book series, though, and I would recommend it to anyone especially if they like any amount of nerdy type things 
So, yeah, that was uh, that was my uh, my book club segment. I actually got it on Audible, which I have the premium membership for that. Uh, in order to buy a, a whole book, you have to have the premium plus or whatever it is membership, which is uh, $15 a month. And the way I was looking at it was, well, I could pay $15 a month and be able to listen to these books no matter where I go. Or I could pay $15 a month and have a Netflix subscription and not be able to choose all the movies that I want on there anyways. And besides that, my dad already has a Netflix subscription. So I was like, you know what? I'll just uh, I'll just pay for for this, and this will be like my Netflix subscription, except it'll be better for my brain. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's my book club segment. What have you got? Okay. Well, um, I'm curious. I don't think I have, uh, but I want to ask you to be sure. On the last episode, did I talk about Resident Evil Underworld? Um. I don't believe so. I believe the last book club segment you uh, contributed was uh, you talked about I think it was Resident Evil City of the Dead, I think. Was it? I thought I thought you were talking about the uh, what's the Oh, who goes the there? Thing? No, yeah, the, the thing book, yeah. Yeah, um I, I do know I did talk about that. I thought that that was the first one, but I, I could be misremembering. I don't I don't know exactly. Um in case you didn't tell, I've also been uh, reading the Resident Evil books because, uh, like, I've, I already mentioned earlier that I was, like, going through Resident Evil stuff before the 8th game comes out. Or technically ninth because Resident Evil 0 is a game, so it kind of throws off the numbering a little bit. But uh, regardless, I have two book club segment things. Um, Resident Evil Underworld and uh, Resident Evil Nemesis, which uh, Resident Evil Nemesis is just the book form of Resident Evil 3, the game that I was already comparing to earlier, so I'm going to talk about that even more. Okay, Um, okay, but, but first, Resident Evil Underworld is the second original story in the Resident Evil book series by S.D. Perry. Basically, there are seven books. Um, there's res- there's adaptations of 1, 2, 3, 0, and Code Veronica, but there's also two original stories. I think I talked about one of them already, like, several months ago, but uh, this Resident Evil Underworld is the only other one that is not based off of the games and has its own original story, and uh, this one was actually pretty cool to uh, read and also listen to because it... Uh, it was different, so I didn't know what was going to be happening. Like, there were some game characters that I knew were going to survive because they survive later in the game series, so obviously they're not just going to kill them there. Otherwise, that would completely mess up uh, the story of the rest of the games. But, uh, I mean, technically they're in their own, like, subsection of canon where they're not necessarily canon to the regular games, but still, it would mess up things even just in the later books. So uh, Resident Evil Underworld was pretty cool in that not only that I did not expect what was going on, but uh, the new villain and characters were actually pretty interesting. Uh, this was, it, it had like this, I think it was an island or something, or maybe they were in, they were going to Europe, but then they went to a different location, I think it was. And they had to go into the section of uh, Umbrella, the main like villain 
uh, organization of the games and everything called White Umbrella. Does this Umbrella. have anything to do with the Umbrella Academy? No, it's this is completely separate. separate and... Okay. Yeah, Umbrella Academy, as far as I'm aware, is completely different, just the same, like, name. Yeah, so there's the white umbrella like location and they have to go in and just basically steal this book with a lot of information that would incriminate umbrella because they're like the number one pharmaceutical company in the world but uh the thing is a lot of people don't know that they're like experimenting on people with viruses and just making the world like really bad so they're trying to get that and on the way they like split up into two groups and there's this cool section that is basically these ecosystems that are supposed to emulate other areas in the world that they wouldn't really go to like there's this desert section a city section and uh this jungle section that isn't in the regular climate of wherever they're going so what happens is they go and they walk through it and they don't entirely go by unscathed they meet this like umbrella worker that turns against umbrella and like helps them get through the areas and they eventually like meet this other tyrant that although isn't as intelligent is a lot more like physically dangerous on his own because he has like these huge claws that just like rip people in half so they're trying to avoid that towards the ending like few pages of the book and it's uh, really cool um, I'd recommend it. I don't want to, like, say a lot more about it because I would, like, spoil the plot, and it's not something that you can just, like, play on a PlayStation disc or something like that, but I would recommend it. Then there's also Resident Evil Nemesis, which I don't really feel like I want to talk about for another ten minutes, so I'm not going to go into much detail about this, although I will say that, uh, it's, uh, the original game, like, it was the, in, the original game was the inspiration, like, the remake, like I said, came out, like, last year, so... It, uh, it obviously didn't take from that because it was released in like 2000 or something. So it takes the story from the original game and they like go to the places like more properly. I think there's like maybe one small area that they like didn't put in the book, but the rest of it was pretty uh, faithful. But the thing I like most about it is they like like they split between three characters and in the game you only go like you play as two characters and one of them is only for like 20 30 minutes but uh in this one they go a lot more into detail about how uh he carlos like goes through like other areas that you would go through in the game then there's also the uh perspective of uh mikael um it's a he's like the main antagonist of the game but the thing is they give him a lot more to do in the book where in addition to just trying to get out of the city and like get some information about Umbrella but like not in the same way as the previous book uh, he's like killing these other members that he's assigned to like off like that happened completely off screen in the game like he does it like in book and it describes that and it's cool because it makes him seem like an actual threat instead of a guy who like doesn't do as much in the actual game where he just kind kind of shows up and he doesn't even do that much villainous stuff until like the last like couple hours so i feel like that actually has the best like characterization of the of all the resident evil nemesis like storylines amongst the original game the book the movie which is kind of an adaptation and then the actual game remake so uh, it was definitely one of my favorites because it was the most entertaining to read so i mean i recommend all the books i've read so far of the five i still don't have uh 
uh, Zero Hour or Code Veronica, the last two in the series. But uh, I did order the Zero Hour book, which uh, should be coming in like later this week, and I'll probably read it soon and do another book club segment on that. But uh, I think that's all I really want to talk about. Um, unless, I mean, do you have any more things you want to talk about? Because that's that's all I really had planned. No, I actually do have one question for you, Billy. Okay. Now, are the books in novel style, or are they more of comic book style, or are they even, perchance, in the style of a choose-your-own-adventure? Did you say choose-your-own-adventure? Yeah, have you ever read a choose-your-own-adventure book? Uh, yeah, not in, not in years, but yes, I have. Um, no, it's not like that. Um, it's more just like of a regular book, not like a comic kind. Uh, funny thing is, uh, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis actually did, uh, the first game, um, the, it actually did have this like system where in specific scenarios you could choose what happens. Like there's a car that's like sliding down a ramp toward you and you can either jump down to a hole where it won't kill you or you can jump out of the way where it won't kill you. But like you go and like experience something different or in the Nemesis encounter, the first one is either you fight Nemesis or you run into the police station to avoid it. So that actually would have been a really cool like choose your own adventure thing like you said but unfortunately that isn't uh that isn't in the book uh but that would have been really interesting and that would have been the best time because the other books or uh, the other games don't really have that but uh, unfortunately no it's not like that's just a regular uh front to back thing where you don't choose what happens gotcha still very entertaining oh yeah it is i feel like you would really like the uh rotten ruin series billy I feel like I would. I, I remember you mentioning it that, and I said I would get it, and then I, uh, I, 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 nev- I never did. I got other like thrift books, <laughs> books, but I, I didn't get that specific one. That's okay, Billy. Uh, uh, I think you spent like the last five minutes of an episode just looking online at thrift books. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, I do, I do actually want to share one thing, and then let's move to the space facts. Okay. Okay. So this week I was able to do some a pretty fun some pretty fun activities uh, one of which as highlighted to me is I I got to go to it's called the grip in St. George I think I've mentioned it previously but it's basically an American ninja warrior place where you can go and do all the stuff that they have on the show uh, of course it's not over water or anything it's just kind of padded but it's pretty dang fun I'm not going to lie and um, I don't know it's been it, it, was, it was a lot of fun my friend uh, Cameron that I was mentioning earlier actually got injured there and that oh. wasn't too fun yeah <laughs> Uh, it, good news is, is that it was not a Tails doll. Oh, good. It just, it was just a regular old accident. Um, but we did get to play some ninja tag, which is just regular tag, but in the ninja course. Uh, so that was fun. And, um, yeah, but that's pretty much it. It was, it was a good time. And, uh, I hope that... We could do it again, but more people can come. 
Next time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's move to the space facts. Uh, oh, this is still getting workshopped, Billy, but uh, let's do it. Space facts. I don't have a proper response to this because I haven't uh, I haven't heard this part before. Yeah. Do we uh, <laughs> do we like that one? Was that good? I think so. I was too busy like thinking of what I would say after you said your thing. Oh, okay, okay. I, I was listening, I but I got caught off guard, so uh, I couldn't entirely <laughs> focus. That's okay, Billy. Uh, so today's space fact is actually about a new Martian helicopter. So they're trying to land essentially a new rover, but it's uh, a helicopter instead. Um, uh, this is... Sorry, go ahead, Bill. Okay, like, I, I know I keep mentioning this, but in Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, like I said, there is a helicopter, but it gets like hit by a rocket launcher by Nemesis. Did this Martian <laughs> helicopter get shot down by a rocket launcher? I don't believe so, but if it did, it would be proof of life on Mars. Okay, okay. I, I don't mean to keep bringing up that game. I know I've done it for like the past half hour, <laughs> but it just keeps like I keep thinking of more things that are related. Okay, please continue. Uh, no, you're you're okay, Billy. Okay. Uh, so the name of this helicopter is actually Ingenuity. So from now on, we will refer to it as such. Uh, Ingenuity uh, is pretty interesting it has a couple of things that uh, so because of the distance from Mars to Earth as I we talked about actually last week I believe there is a delay so depending on depending on where you are there's going to be a different delay and if we're on opposite sides of the sun obviously there's going to be a bigger delay so they can't really fly this helicopter like it's a drone. What the what these uh, pilots and, and engineers have actually done is they've programmed it to have certain sensors on it, so it knows when is an okay time to fly, where to fly to, and uh, where is supposed to be flying like the flight path to get to the locations um pretty interesting hopefully it's able to to work uh on mars uh it'd be really really cool because when we do actually get people to mars then that would mean that uh that flight is possible on mars because because it is so the atmosphere is so different it, it, there's not as much of an atmosphere it actually makes it harder for uh, for this airplane helicopter to fly so pretty interesting I'm in I'm excited to see what they are able to do and how they are able to pull this off I have faith in them but it will be really interesting to see. I think they're probably going to do it too. I hope. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. Uh, the next step, the next step in sending man to Mars. But, uh, Billy, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I've pretty much exhausted all the 
words I can speak for today. I have a limit, so I've, uh, <laughs> I'm right about that limit. Okay. Well, there is a movie about that, I think, with Will Smith. But oh, there is? Be a, yeah, that will be a topic for another time. I don't know what it's called, but Neither do it would be a good, good one to talk about. Anyways, with that, this is Ben and Billy signing off.